0: A very good morning to you. This is the Luca Peach or Pete Donaldson with you. Mr. Luke Moore is in the studio doing his thing. Luke, have you done your Christmas shopping? It's the bloody sixth for crying out loud. I have. <laughs>
1: I've done some of it. Uh, how are you doing? It's nice to speak to all of you here at the official
0: worldwide
1: home of sweet beans. <laughs> well, just...
0: are, are you eating sweet beans? Are you having Always. some like uh, fancy uh, Christmas pudding with some secret sh- 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 Heston Blumenthal-style style sweet beans inside? Let Imagine us know. You are you having to... sweet beans for Christmas?
1: Imagine you went to Waitrose, right, and all the Heston Blumenthal-Christmas range was just like sweet beans but in a different size of containers. And all he was doing this year was sweet beans. I haven't been doing that because yeah. for me, Pete Donaldson, sweet beans are for life. Not just for Christmas, yeah. baby.
0: It's not just for Christmas. Every you uh, don't even give them up for Lent. No, you I eat don't. more if anything. <laughs>
1: no, I do. I need. It's it's like my life force. I need. Yeah. Um, I need water, the old H two O. I need mm. oxygen. And yeah. I need sweet beans. And
0: the bean's too sweet. Um, guess, what, guess, what yeah. I'm giving,
1: guess what I'm giving my family and friends for Christmas this year? Is it sweet beans? Sweet beans, baby!
0: Oh, the sweet beans. No, the sweet bean. <laughs> well, I'll tell, tell you what. Um, I'm putting together a few shows for uh, Wrestle Me, the Wrestle Me show. Uh, somebody else has been doing a little bit of Christmas shopping uh, around Mark Haynes' uh, Highgate pile. Uh, it's the people who steal catal- converters. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's still going on, is it? I d- they must be really easy to... Uh, remove and I it's like really, I feel like it's a really 90s crime it is a really 90s crime is it though Catholic converters came in in the 90s and I, I think they've only just started to figure out that they're actually worth quite a lot of money when it comes to, but it like it they must be a it re- really easy to steal and b must be really easy to actually fence actually church like how do you kind of who do you how would you sell a Catholic converter to because I don't fucking know I think if you put three things of around the same
1: size on the table in front of me and said Mm. tell me which one's the catalytic converter (laughs) I would have a one in three chance of getting it right (laughs) Uh, let let alone who to sell it to I told you guys I think think, it's um, Robocop's cock it
0: looks like Robocop's cock does it really? Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I think I, I might have told um, the Luke and Pete Show family this story, but one of the very first things that happened to me in London when I first moved here back in 2004, August 2004, mm. was um, I went to a local pub to meet a friend for a drink um, and uh, a bloke tried to sell me a car battery in the pub. So he came into the pub. Right. Uh, I don't know what his yeah. vibe was although I'm sure you can probably work yeah. it out yourselves, tried to sell me a, a car battery. And I said to him, thanks very much. Um, I don't have I don't have a car, so there's no need for me to buy a car battery. Yeah. Appreciate it anyway. Then he left. And then, like, no word of a lie, five minutes later, he came back in with a deli-sized block of cheese. Yeah, he said, "Would well, you want this? Yeah. You must like cheese. And, and I said, interested. I, yeah, I do like cheese, but I'm not that interested in buying cheese in bulk from a man who also sells car batteries,
0: you know? It's adorable that he, he's he's only ever um church. He's he's only ever sort of um selling stuff that's in a big block, like a big yeah. square. The big square that's um, all he sells. So, yeah, so good on him.
1: <laughs> so anyway, Is I, I t- don't know if I'd be an, I don't know if I'd be the right target audience for a catalytic converter either, as a purchaser or a seller. Yeah.
0: I think that I think that in many ways he probably had you pegged as a street musician, <laughs> because, oh, uh, almost certainly probably your vibe.
1: No, too fat, <laughs> too fat, isn't it? Doing too well, too,
0: too <laughs> well, yeah. Eating too well, living off the lamb, yeah. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. Um, I was Luke. I was
1: willing to my sweet beans, even then, mate. Yeah, make the sweet, the sweetest.
0: And back then, you could before the sugar tax, they could be even sweeter. To be quite frank, oh, exactly. That's what's that, that's, yeah. that,
1: that was not talked about when the legislation was drafted at all. That the sweetness level of yeah. the beans was not mentioned. Pete, um, I've got loads of stuff I want to talk to you about because I mean, I'm, mm. I mean, our, our keener eared listeners will know that we pre-recorded a couple of shows last week uh, because I was away, and so I want to yeah. talk to you about being away and all the rest of it. And I'm sure that'll be fun. But something that's caught my eye is that you've watched the TV show Midnight Mass that I was talking about.
0: Right, yes. I've now, started I, watching it with three okay, episodes right. in. No spoilers. Okay. Okay, I won't spoil. I
1: won't spoil the what you did to me yeah. in Game of Thrones, Gate. Um, I will not spoil <laughs> I mentioned that there was
0: like a, a dragon or a barrel or something and you were like, oh, do not tell me about the dragon or the barrel. Oh.
1: Barrel spoilers are the worst spoilers. I will not <laughs> have
0: you. You will not believe what Donkey Kong got up his fucking sleeve. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I will not have you talking about barrels willy-nilly. So I'm pleased <laughs> you started it. I will, I will, mm. I will hold, in which case, I will, I will keep my powder relatively dry um, yeah. until you're done. But um, I, I, I recommended it to a bunch of other people, but I didn't recommend it in a kind of, this is amazing. I recommended it as in a kind of, this is quite an interesting show. Uh, right. It's good in parts, it's bad in parts. It's just a very mm. talkable show. So right. I'm interested to hear what you think of it. What What do you think so far?
0: I mean, to be honest, look, I forgot that you'd even recommended it. I, I so, uh, Vicky from Clash of the Titles mentioned it. So oh, fucking thinking. yeah, your, <laughs> proper oh, your proper mates. Oh, listen to your proper mates. <laughs> fucking hell. Even though she didn't even recommend it, she just started talking about the main priest. It's no secret that there's a priest in this thing, and he's very yes. uh, interesting and charismatic. And uh, yeah, I, 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 it was just on. And, and Sarah said, Do you know what she says? Well Yeah, fine. Yeah, uh, Vicky said, "There's a there's a priest who's quite charismatic in it." And you know me, I love charismatic priests because of your childhood and that. Because <laughs> of my yeah, because of my childhood in the Catholic faith. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, yeah, it, it started all right. I'm um, the three episodes in it's gotten a little silly uh and i, and I, oh, I strap we're very yourself much in a- baby <laughs> fuck you now
1: you, that, listen trust me
0: a priest's gone to the uh, gone to the homeland and uh shit's but, going on Do you know
1: on. what the, i mean maybe you can answer this now i am of <laughs> the opinion that he massively is just massively channeling nick cave
0: yes does yeah, he yeah, remind you yeah, def- of nick definitely. cave definite cave vibes it's it's the hair, it's the it's the clothing i mean to be honest nick cave's probably just channeling the catholic uh, faith really so it's, it's well nick it's cave is in my, my opinion
1: the, the, the greatest living human so i mean yeah. he's yeah. he's going to be the gold standard for me um but <laughs> uh yeah i just think by far the the priest is by far the best the best part of the show. Yeah, it's mean, just definitely. so watchable. You're waiting for him to come on the screen all the time. The it's nicely and shot and it's interesting and stuff, but yeah, trust me, man, it gets <laughs> fucking weird.
0: It gets weird. weird. Okay, cool. Yeah. It, it, does it get a bit... Uh, what was the first... Is it the first season of True Detective or the second where it got really weird? Like, weirdly weird? I lost... No I lost...
1: Um, so the first season's brilliant with it's mm. Matthew McConaughey talking about finding the Yellow King That all that time, mm. yeah? That's good. The second one... Is that got Mahashara Ali in it? The That's the one. third one. Oh, the that, third that one's good. One. The second. One...
0: So the third third one's good. The Second one was yeah. a bit. That the second one has the bloke from Swingers. Um, what's his name? Tall, uh, tired-looking fella.
1: Oh, Vince Vaughn.
0: <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, I I
1: didn't I didn't stick with that one. It got panned, no. didn't it? And I didn't really like it that much. Yeah. Um, but the third one's very very good. Um, yeah. and, and the second one got Colin Farrell in it as well, who I like.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's 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 very watchable, but but like this this show, it's very watchable. Everyone's uh, there's a woman who looks like the wrestler Nia Jackson. It um, <laughs> you, you don't know, look, but it, no. it amuses me every time. I think she's going to body slam someone through a table. Um, <laughs> so that's enjoyable. I really like the sheriff. Uh, I really like the townsfolk. I like the weird woman with the weird freckles in the in the school. Oh, it, it, it's very, very watchable, but I fear it's going to get silly and I'm going to lose interest. <laughs> no, it,
1: promise me you'll stick with it. It's not that many episodes, is it? I will. So stick, stick with it. It's only um, seven episodes, yeah. Yeah, because
0: it's, it's definitely
1: worth sticking with just because... All right. I mean, you know, I guess I would, if I was being generous, I would say it's obviously just... It's just... Unlike any other show, basically, which mm, is kind of right, a good okay. thing. And there's an amazing use of, you know, listen, everyone knows about Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond, especially mm. after the summer that we've just had. Um, right. The real heads know that the best Neil Diamond song is actually Holly Holly. And that is, that show's got one of the best uses of that song in it that you will ever see or hear. So it's definitely worth watching, even just for that scene.
0: What just for a little dan- the dancing scene? No, nah,
1: it's just you know. Sometimes they put music on TV shows, Pete. Oh, by the yeah. way, I th- think speaking of that, something that fucking occurred to me uh, literally last night. I- I've started rewatching The Wire for a, a reason right. that I won't I won't bore you to death with. But I actually just realised, and I wonder if it's something that people already knew that I've- it's never occurred to me. You've seen The Wire, right? Yeah. There's no fucking music in it. There's not, not a some single hip-hop? piece, huh? Not even a little bit of gangster rap. There's the only music you hear in the show is music, music that the characters the in the show would hear. There's yeah, no, okay. there's no atmospheric music. It's called non, you- maybe called is it called diagenic music and non diagenic music. There's no music that the characters in real life wouldn't hear, which has got to be unique for a modern TV show. Surely
0: you've got. I think you're in a situation where, uh, yes, I guess it has to be. But I mean, it was before. It was straight off homicide life on the street, wasn't it really, I suppose. And they kind of took their cues from that a little bit. So um, there wasn't any incidental music in that apart from the little kind of kind of noises in between and the theme tune. Mm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You're right. Actually. That's, that's really interesting. Why isn't there any bloody music? And,
1: and I think it's amazing how that they're able to build up tension and Still make it like fully interesting and stuff, even without that. It's got kind of, it must be unique. Our listeners will have an opinion on that, I'm sure, because it's a very popular I, show.
0: But I'll tell you um, what, you moved on pretty quickly after saying that Neil Diamond's uh, best song is not coming to America. So you a massive. Oh, tune as any well. So, any song off The Jazz Singer is. Uh, it's. Uh, look, if you've you've got a few days off between Christmas and New Year, sit your family down, watch The Jazz Singer. It's a lot of fun. Neil Diamond playing. Uh, a role that's been played a million times terribly uh and a lot of neil diamond songs it's it's really it's I, really I, good
1: i would i would say that um i know that neil diamond's become synonymous with this kind of crooning style and the sweet Caroline thing i would i am fortunate it's and the i do jewish elvis my, mate
0: he's fucking great
1: i do finish i do i do consider myself uh, fortunate on this that my mum used to play quite a lot of neil diamond when i was younger and um but the earlier stuff, so like velvet gloves and spit, the kind of late sixties stuff, which is if you listen to now, it actually sounds really fucking good. And I'll tell you yeah. something now, I was walking to that A Cast Christmas party um,
0: on Wednesday yeah. and um, And they've still uh, got, got a knot to go and get something. Yeah, no. Sound <laughs> like that, didn't it? The way you delivered that uh, was like I was, I was going to that bloody party on Wednesday.
1: I, I was walking there, and I thought I'm not going to get the train all the way there because I yeah you know, I just, I, I just can't be asked to do public transport a lot now. So I, what I'm doing
0: not when it's this weather. If you've got a nice warm coat on, if you've got your over jacket, yeah. uh, and you're walking, you're absolutely fine. It's going down into the tube, taking your layers off, getting out the tube, putting yeah. the bloody layers on again. It's horrible.
1: Fuck that. I'm Rubbish. Boris bike or... Well, I shouldn't call it Boris bike, actually, because that's pathetic. Mm. Santander bike or a walk. And I walked from London Bridge down to the city and I listened yeah. to um, a Neil Diamond selection of songs. The Holy Holy came on. Just brilliant. It's just fucking brilliant. It makes you, you, make you feel like a million dollars, man. <laughs> it's just great. By the way, um, speaking of the um, the ACAST Christmas party, so for those who are mm. listening who don't know um, what it is, what ACAST is, they're the kind of tech partners, the commercial partners, the par- the, 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 the company that we... Partner up with to deliver a lot of services, and we work closely with them. Mm. So we got invited to their Christmas party. Lucky us! Great, it was fantastic. What wasn't fantastic, Pete? Uh, I don't think I've, um, I don't mm-hmm. think I've admitted this to you yet. So this will be something that you can react right. to in real time. Is that I, mm-hmm. I saw across the, a crowded bar because of how tall mm-hmm. he is, presumably you know, predominantly. Uh, I saw Dan right. Snow, BBC historian
0: Dan Snow. Oh yes, apparently he does very. Um... I didn't know who he was uh, because you know me. I just don't know who people are really. Yeah, uh, certainly do telly, and uh, and yeah, they uh, somebody said that somebody from Aircast said that he does very passionate uh, ad reads. They really like his ad reads. Oh,
1: he's a very passionate <laughs> man. I went over to him because I'm because I'm a history enthusiast. I went over to him, right. and he's got a show called History Hit, which I like. He did the series of episodes of a podcast about the First World War, I think for the BBC, which mm. was fascinating. I might have mentioned it to you before, but it was fascinating chiefly because he discovered that his grandfather was one of the negligent generals responsible for a lot of deaths in World War One. And as a historian, he right. tackled that in a really passionate way. And it was actually a very compelling listen. So I went uh, over well, there.
0: actually, he didn't do any of this, actually. I've, I've just looked at my history books. No, I didn't. I went <laughs> over
1: there. Worse than that, I went over there. <laughs> And I got someone from ACARS to introduce me. And you know at the time you feel like you're being you're having like a fairly interesting conversation. I think yeah. I was just talking at him. And and he was very gracious and very nice. Yeah. And I've got nothing but good things to say about him, very polite man, very nice man. Um I think he would be perfectly happy to never see me again.
0: Yeah, oh, did you get it wrong? Did you, did you get it wrong? But you wouldn't but, have got it wrong because you're quite, even when you're pissed, you're quite ordered with your thoughts. Yeah, but that's different on you and me, Pete,
1: is that people will think that you're a little bit furtive and a little bit odd because you'll be right. different. With me, they'll just think I'm a belligerent idiot.
0: Right. Okay. So we've all got I our crosses to bear, appreci- mate. I didn't appreciate the word furtive there, but we'll, 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 we'll. Well, you, we'll you shuffle about a bit, don't you? You know? Shuffle about. <laughs> I was holding, I was holding court with the youngsters at, at uh, Stack, chatting about my. You know the drugs I'd taken in my younger years—they were shocked <laughs> and astounded. Then I t- then I chewed Marcus Bronze's ear off, uh, and after I drank loads of uh, ginger and rum, and and, and then I, I, I attended then you pulled the, the fire alarm. Uh, the food the food table <laughs> started eating all this. They had this weird kind of sprout and steak... Stick thing that I was eating, loads of them. Terrible steak. excellent sprouts. <laughs> really, that's you think that's hard. Yeah. That's hard
1: to do. That's hard to get it wrong in that way.
0: It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, stick. Yeah. You'd think that would be the easy thing because stick's delicious. But uh, yeah. the, 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 the reason I,
1: the reason I say this is because. Um, a lot of the feedback we get at the show, the reason people like yeah. it, oh, it's just like talking to two mates down the pub. We're both awful, we're both awful in the pub.
0: Awful, <laughs> awful down the pub. Oh, um, speaking, of, I don't, have I spoke about this on the show. Um, speaking of historians, uh, there is a guy on Twitter called uh, John Bull. Uh, he's like a pop historian sort of. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's his real name, uh, but we were having a chat about a couple of uh, things uh, recently, and he brought up this amazing fact. You know, when you like get do a house survey, mm. you know, you like sort of you, you find out. You know whether there's some, you know, taxi uh, firm round the corner uh, with a, with an FM license or whatever, or a UH F license, or whatever. And yeah. you find out there's a wind farm coming to your area, or there's radon being found in the in, in the walls of a building. You know, down down the road or whatever. This is the the, the government have a, an obligation to let you know the local council, will let you know what's going to be happening in the area, what's uh, what dangers? Is there subsidence? Is there yeah. uh, uh, radiation stuff like that? They have a responsibility. One thing they don't have a responsibility, and, and it pulls into sharp focus uh, what happened last week in Germany, uh, in Frankfurt, I think. Um, they don't have to tell you about unexploded ordnance in your area. Should be <laughs> top of the list, hot, hot milfs. Uh, unexploded ordnance. <laughs> I want to know where the hot mills are. I want to know where the uh, unexploded World War II bombs are. It's incredible. i I absolutely, I'd absolutely don't have to love know. it.
1: if as part of your house survey. There was a sheet of paper in there and, in the in the binder that just said hot singles in your area. Just listed them all.
0: <laughs> and then the next yeah. page: Dora, these are, these number are twenty-three; bombs. Frank, number yeah, twenty-five. Th- 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 there
1: should be. Um, that's. I mean, <laughs> but is that is that purely an issue of practicality because I don't actually
0: know. No, they do know. It's in Hans- If you uh, query Hansard, they can tell you. But it's 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 in the record. It's in the public record that where they are. Uh, they just they just don't tell you on a, in a house survey. It's I don't think that
1: they can know all of them though, because you hear a lot about oh uh, they've discovered this or they've discovered that.
0: Yeah, but they know they know enough that they know that there are unexploded bombs under our feet. They know. Where they are, and, and and presumably, it's only when you uh do uh you know ask for permission to build something or drill somewhere that uh, these things come out. But it's just incredible, yeah. Like so, yeah. Didn't so you are saying
1: that. that, like during, for example, because we're both sat in London, ish. Um, you talk about, mm. for example, the Blitz, and there's a lot of bombs that are dropped on a particular area of London, and then you know several of them explode. All the rest of it, mm. then presumably, if a bomb drops. It doesn't explode, but it's left at you know the bottom of a crater or something. Mm. Are you saying that at the time I just used to build over it?
0: Well, not immediately, but I presume that the, I mean they must know where the big hole was. <laughs> they must have written that down. I mean, somebody must have went right. Probably better to keep a list of these because they're quite dangerous. Yeah, but it's
1: not going to give it. It's not going to produce a big hole. If it's not exploded, is it?
0: It's going to. How big do you think the bombs are? They're massive, massive. They are. I'm just saying. Massive. I
1: think they know where some of them are, but not all of them.
0: But I think they should have an obligation to tell you if there's any in your area. If there's a bomb in the flat downstairs
1: after this, I'm going to be pissed off.
0: <laughs> exactly. Probably- yeah. Look, Highbury. I don't know. I don't know what they build in built in Highbury, but you might be our studio may very well be above a big. Bloody doodlebug or something. Was that one of ours? I don't know, the World War II.
1: I've done my fair share of conversational bombs in this studio, I'll tell you that. (laughs) No no doubt. Listen, Pete, let's take a quick break. Um, When we come back, we'll do uh, do some emails from our lovely listeners. At this point, I am almost contractually obliged to say that um, we want you to email in over the next week or two with um, emails related to your best and worst Christmases. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to cover those on some of our Christmas sh- Christmas shows. So, email in hello at Pete show dot com as email address. You can email in about anything as usual, but we are particularly interested in your best and worst Christmases and why. It could be an event, it could be something that happened, could be something that you know didn't happen. Whatever, best and worst Christmases. Hello at lukeandpete dot com. We will read out some of our favourites. We'll share a couple of our own stories as well. Let's keep them. Mm. Get, I don't, I'll take it as red, and so will Pete that you had a shitty one last year because of COVID mean about that
0: don't worry about that be one, creative
1: yeah. about it uh, and we'll read out some of our favorites and we'll be back with some emails for this week after this.
0: Oh, we're back with a Luke and Pete show. Before the break, uh, Luke was asking for your worst Christmas stories or worst Christmas best, best stories, rather. <laughs> any Christmas stories at all. Um, we're still technically under Hanukkah, uh, Luke. Oh, so yeah. So if you've got any of them, throw them in the mix as well. Uh, yes, if you want to get to the show, it's really easy. Hello at Luke and Pete Shaw, uh, dot com. Luke, have you got an email? For us and the listeners, but mainly the listeners.
1: I have it's from Dunk who has got in touch, referencing um, hand dryers. I and made dryers. I made the uh, I'm not going to say mistake. Perhaps in some quarters, slightly controversial claim that um, you don't really see poor hand dryers anymore. Like the standard yeah. is very high, and then we talked a little bit about why that is. Uh, probably improvements to technology, access to better technology, the fact that the, you know, your, your new kids on the block, your Dysons, they kind of act more as windscreen wiper type dryers rather than actually drying the water on your hands. They kind of fire it off and that's why it works. Anyway, Dunk has been in touch and uh, said, I heard, um, hi guys, I heard reference to hand dryers on a recent show. Brackets, I occasionally dip into your podcast but haven't listened to the in-depth discussion. Rude. Um, <laughs> He then goes on to say, I have spent years taking a photograph of every new dryer I encounter. I have an archive of hundreds of high-quality images. I will sell them at the right (laughs) price. Uh, For your information, (laughs) the best dryer is the Accelerator Eco. Dunk.
0: Right, okay. So I'm looking at the Accelerator. And and to be honest, the Accelerator Eco does stick in the head because... You recognise it as soon as you see a picture of it, right? As soon as I heard accelerator, I thought that's the one that's kind of new the 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 kind of um the the mouth doesn't have a uh, a rotatable uh no. you know dimension to it it's just built into the unit. Uh, they're sometimes in brushed aluminium or, or chrome. Um, and if they're reflective, they're frequently dirty because, you know, it's a toilet, for crying out loud. Uh, but I do, I have a look on the website, the Accelerator XL SB hand dryer in brushed stainless steel. It's top of the tree. It's 744 quid, including uh, VAT. Uh, and yeah, I, I, that is the Rolls Royce of hand dryers for me, Dunk. Uh, I completely agree. Have you
1: experienced that. it, though? Can you vividly remember actually experiencing it yourself?
0: I remember the when I say an accelerator, I think bunts. I think premium. I think quality. I think this bad boy's going to dry my hands super quick.
1: I wonder whether... I know what you mean. They're very powerful. They're top-down mm. operated. They're very powerful. My my Presumably with the Dyson... You're probably pan through the nose if you're running, say for example, a service station, and you have to get them installed, and it's a big old thing. They're probably expensive. It's probably why you don't see them in there. They take up a lot of room. I think mm. I, I don't mind seeing an accelerator, um, but I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. And you said, how
0: much did you say they were again? Seven hundred. Crack it on for 700, 800 quid for uh, for including VAT. But then maybe you you can claim back the VAT. I don't really understand how it all works. Does that seem a lot to you for a hand dryer? I don't know. It's got to be durable. It's got to be safe. It's got to work in quite wet uh, environments. If you've got the kind of bars that I go to, violent environments. So, yeah, you've got to, <laughs> it's got bit as of long blood, as, mounted on the wall blood properly, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to be okay on your clothes. With it, yeah. But listen, Dunk, thanks
1: very much for your enthusiasm. Re uh, hand dryers. I don't think I want the archive personally. I think that's probably too much even for me, uh, I, I yeah. thought you would have gone for a Dyson. Fair enough. I'll tell you what you also get in service stations. Have you ever tried those little chewable toothbrushes?
0: You must have. Oh, the little, the little chewies, yeah. It's you get two in a little gachapon bowl. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah every t- Almost every time I've been in a service station where they're selling them, to be honest, uh, Luke, I, I, I get involved quite a lot. <laughs> do,
1: do, they, do they actually work? Because I've seen them from afar. I've admired them from afar, but I've never quite had the confidence to, A, have a 20 pence piece on me. Or whatever it is, and B actually try them.
0: They have. uh, It's not like uh, wet paste toothpaste. It's like dried crystals around that are kind of like formed around the around the fibres. Yeah, they're they're not pleasant in any way. Just by chewing them, I think. Just a breath (laughs) freshener, right? It's just a breath Because toothpaste
1: is. used to be powder, didn't it? So people used to use tooth powder before toothpaste was invented. So I guess it's a bit of a throwback to that, I suppose.
0: Well, you, you seem to sort. Of, you see a lot of people on like um, Instagram and stuff where they, uh, where these influencers use these this kind of tooth powder and they brush it on their teeth and they're really kind of sparkly and white. Uh, and they're basically saying to us, "We've tried the paste. We're trying something new now. Mm. The powder is the new thing to use." But of course, like you say, you quite rightly say. People always used to use powder before they used paste. To be quite frank, so yeah, it's 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 like when they try and sell us um, solid state aftershave, where it's like this wax based or non oil based. I've never heard of uh, that. Have you not seen it? I, no. I, I, I we must have different algorithms. But I get served this fucking advert for these twats um, with this little kind of like little, it's like a little old toy tin um, filled mm. with this 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 fragrance, and they're sort of rubbing it on their neck and rubbing it on their hands. It's, it's so silly I've never it heard of that really I,
1: mean, I, 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 um, I got fed up of Instagram to be honest <laughs> I know fed people, up, I know people don't want to hear it on this show and i like oh you know and I know certain advertisers don't want to hear this but I just find it boring I just, I just deleted it, <laughs> it off my phone I can't be asked with it it takes up too much time
0: <laughs> do you know what I mean like, do you,
1: you ever get that feeling where you're like sat around I know you probably do, but you don't care because you're a different animal to me. But like, I just think to myself, last half an hour has just disappeared. I've done nothing. I've learnt nothing. I've achieved nothing. And mm. all I've been doing is thumb scrolling down through Instagram with people, some of which I care about. But if I care about them enough, I know what they're up to anyway, because I speak to them. And people that I just don't give a shit about.
0: It's it, it's people who, uh, I, it, for me, my algorithm is just people dancing to the, the, the forget me not. That song. Yeah. Um, just a lot of people dancing, smiling. It's too much. Da- I just never knew the future would be so dancey. Everyone's yeah, it's just much fucking more dancing, dancing than all the, the time.
1: Time. Definitely. <laughs> much more. I mean, that, that wasn't really a thing at all, was it? It's much more dancing than we think. But um, yeah. what I would say is this, like, for me, I don't, I guess I, I don't really know who to follow on Instagram because if I follow people I know, fine, that's obvious, uh, mm. cool, uh, but that's just the social media. Then I got rid of Facebook ages ago because I was bored of that. So that kind of makes mm. sense. Brands, con- brand content can be, a lot of it's very boring. Famous people mm. are fucking boring. Um, yeah. Football clubs and institutions just just put out really boring shit that you know about anyway. Um, yeah. You know, it's like br- companies just put out product. I just, I just don't really get it. I just can't be asked with that. R- I'd rather just sit around read a book or something.
0: Yeah, and and, and if you do want to join uh, Stack as the head of social media, get in touch, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are literally
1: advertising for what the moment, aren't we? <laughs> terrible by me. This it's never going to be me doing the job, is it? Fuck you now.
0: No. Well, not now. You failed your interview. I tell you
1: what, that's the challenge. The challenge <laughs> is to make our Instagram so interesting that I want to get back on it.
0: That you want to go on it. Yeah. All right. Um, right. Uh, we, we're kind of hurt towards the end of another show. Um, we're going to get some some more some more 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 emails uh, next week. Uh, not next week. This Thursday is it just two a week. Yeah. We need social media when we're busting out this amount of content every week for crying out loud. Yeah. Hello at lukeandpeachshow.com uh, uh, if you would like to get in touch. And also, we want to hear about your worst and best Christmases. Last year, always going to be rubbish, always going to be rubbish. Uh, but we want to know about uh, how our rubbish our was yours shows. last
1: year, by the way. Say again. How rubbish was yours last year?
0: You know what? Mine wasn't too bad. I drank a lot of green ginger wine. Uh, I think I played... Christmas is always the time that I play a lot of football manager. And let me tell you, this time, this year... Uh, Newcastle United got a bit of money in the fucking bank so I'm going to be having a lovely old bloody time things have changed I've read, I have read something Um, Um,
1: I read something. Um, just briefly before we go I read something uh, the other day maybe even yesterday that said and this could be bullshit because who fucking knows what's true and what isn't these days mm. uh, it said that Boris Johnson is going to decide what to do read Christmas on the 18th of December that can't be true can it?
0: Uh, I th- I th- that's, that's, that's the rumor. Yeah. That, that uh, I, th- I think he's just doing that because he knows he's going to give everyone a Christmas, so to speak. Uh, like he gave one of those, ex- uh, gave everyone a lovely London bike that time. Uh, he, he is giving everyone Christmas. Uh, and he's only doing that for a bit of slight peril. So to sort of give him that kind of, uh, oh, so he's lowering sort of
1: expectations to raise them again.
0: Yes, and in the meantime, he's dressed up as a policeman. Do You see him uh, dressed as a SWAT officer oh, uh, in, in, in the press. He, he's he's announcing his tenure plan to tackle drug addiction uh, on the on the same weekend that uh, uh, it's been found that a lot of people are using drugs in Westminster. <laughs> just, yeah. just very important address. Like Who a could policeman. have seen that coming?
1: By the way, <laughs> um, also, yeah, I mean, yeah, tough on law and order, having defunded every single fucking criminal part of the criminal system possible. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but also do you not think that people aren't gonna I don't think he's got much room to manoeuvre anyway because people aren't if he if he does he does introduce some kind of measures around Christmas even if they're not that draconian, people are just gonna ignore it, aren't they? There's no after way me, yeah. there's no way people are gonna say I'm not gonna I'm they're not gonna say although I'm triple jabs now, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. go and see my parents for Christmas, especially after what happened last year. It's just not gonna happen. They're, ne- there's nev- they're never going to be able to control
0: it. Well, and, and and especially because uh, the thing—I mean, the thing that always sees off the t- Tories is, is sleaze. It happens every bloody time, and they leave whoever comes in after them with a, with a failing economy and fucking bins in the street. Uh, but the—they—they're uh, not going to d- do it now because of, um, of that little wee party, the little party they had over oh, yeah. Christmas. But it doesn't matter because Dominic Rabb says that we don't investigate historical crimes. <laughs> We, we don't people get caught
1: out saying that all the time. I've heard so many MPs say that in the past. Like they don't know, realize what they're saying. Like what are they going to invest in? Fucking future crop. It doesn't make any fucking sense. He also said that it, oh, if it was a formal party, it would have been a problem. What?
0: What? That's <laughs> fucking does that mad.
1: Even mean? The worst thing about the whole thing is that people put up with it. People are so um, comfortable. In my opinion, for the, for the large part, people are so comfortable in their lives and so almost indifferent to it that they get away with a lot more than they should because people just don't fucking care enough. Don't yeah. care enough. They don't see a no. link between changing that kind of thing and their lives improving because that link's been broken, some would say intentionally, by the political class. Anyway, on that bombshell, we are at risk of going from two people who are terrible in the pub to two people who are really boring at the end of a bar in a pub <laughs> and um, that's neither of our stars because um, Pete can't stay in one place for too long and I have uh, a very low tolerance for alcohol so it wouldn't happen um, thank you very much for listening let's get out of here we'll be back on Thursday as Pete's already mentioned um, we do want your best and worst Christmas stories for um, for our Christmas shows anything Christmas themed really we had a really good time with that a couple of years ago doing that so let's do that again uh, hello at com. and until then we shall see you on Thursday say goodbye Peter Bye-bye, Peter. And it's goodbye from me as well.
0: The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.